Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca and you're listening to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Sitting in with me today is my good friend, Dr. Claudia McKella from the Centre for Health and Rehabilitation. I'm back. Yeah, she's actually been working on my tennis, is it tennis elbow mm-hmm. or tendonitis? Yep. What is it? It's a tennis elbow. Okay. Yeah. Even yeah. though you don't play tennis. <laughs> actually, I do. I oh. probably kick your butt. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a good we tennis to, we player. We have to try that out after I fix your elbow. <laughs> it is getting a little better, although I still feel it. I think it's because I sleep on it. Yeah, probably. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm coming to see We're gonna you We're going to beat you up on Friday again. Okay. Awesome. And joining us in studio today is finance expert Rubina Ahmed Hawk. Because we're going to be talking about finances and how they play into relationships. Hi, everybody. Hello. So according to Finder Research, over two-thirds of Canadians say that they would reconsider a relationship based on a person's financial debt. Credit card debt and debt held with family and friends were big romantic no-nos. And Canadians, though, are willing to tolerate debt from mortgages, medical bills, or business loans surprisingly enough. Mm. Hello, Rubina, welcome. Thanks for having me. So let's get started. According to a Merrill Edge report conducted in fall of 2018, 57% of respondents do not discuss their salary with their significant other, which is kind of astonishing to me. It is. I mean, you share everything. Uh, You're, you know, you share a romantic relationship, you do everything together, but you never sit down and actually talk about how much debt are you in? What are your financial values? What goals do you have? Because it's not even about asking what your salary is. Because if the person has a great salary and you have a great salary, but you don't match when it comes to the way that you spend money. So one person is frugal and likes to always buy secondhand cars and the other person likes to have a brand new sports car in the in the driveway every five years. That's a mismatch. And so it doesn't mean that you can't be together. It just means you should be aware of that before you go into the relationship because their spending habits might irk you down the road. You might feel the Money needs to be spent in different ways, and it's better to be aware of that. I mean, my husband and I have that exact same, you know, we, we are different types of spenders. Even though we're very good with money, we just like to spend our money differently. Let me guess. Are you the frugal one? I'll, I'll wait. Actually, you know, <laughs> we're both pretty frugal, but he does have some habits that I think are frivolous, and I think... I have some habits that he thinks are frivolous, but it's about understanding each other and knowing that we all have needs and wants. Like he doesn't necessarily think a big fancy dinner is important. Whereas I do like fancy dinners with, you know, where we spend a little bit of money just having a nice meal. Right. Claudia, how about you and your husband? I, I think I'm the frugal one. Yeah, yeah, he spends so. a lot no. more than I do. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, generally, aren't women usually the more frugal ones? I mean, we get this stereotypical um, sort of attitude that women are the ones that are outspending and you know doing all the shopping. But you know, we're the ones that run the household. Right. We know how much things cost, and so we're. I know, I know that I'm always making sure that when I go to the grocery store, that we're buying what we need and what's on sale so that we can save some money as a family. I um, love buying things on sale at I, the grocery store. Yeah. Well, yeah. if you can get a steak for five ninety nine a pound, why would you pay twenty ninety nine? That just right. sounds ridiculous. I just to like me. getting things on sale, period. Yeah, like, me too. I never I'm buy anything full <laughs> price because I know it's gonna go on sale. So why should I? I right. base my entire grocery, uh, like I'll do meal planning on Sunday. And so I just look at the flyers. So if chicken's on sale, we're doing chicken. If beef is, you know, so like exactly the same kind of idea. It's like this same exact steak was yeah. so much more in last week. I'll just buy it this week. Yeah. yeah. 
Good Buying point. things on sale makes me very... Yeah. I feel hor- accomplished. Horny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, can I say that? <laughs> All right. At what stage in your relationship is the right time to have the money talk? What do you think? Because I, mean, I, I, I know what I think. I think yeah. as soon as you start to merge your life together, your finances together. So if you decide to move in together, if you decide to get, you know, obviously if you get engaged. I think before that. When your money starts to impact the other person, you need to have the money. talk. You can have it earlier. But I wouldn't say like on the third date you start think, talking no, about, you know, what you're. No, but I think you know, when things your... start getting more serious, yeah. you need to have the money talk. Because I don't want to move past a certain point in my relationship if you know this person owes a ton of money and and isn't making enough money to pay that off i just don't and then go... it's going to become your problem right right why yeah. should it become and your at problem? the end of the day okay that could sound superficial because you shouldn't you know really look at finances when you fall in love with someone but at the end of the day come on like look at the society yeah. we live in well it's i think that people sometimes think that if you are basing your relationship on their salary that you're being superficial but you're actually being quite smart like you don't want to be with someone who doesn't have career aspirations or potential at least have yeah. the potential to make exactly the money. or is like a big spender and is always in debt and in that same research that you mentioned that finder research one of the the biggest no-nos was payday loans so payday loans are these guys that are on the corner that are charging you really high interest rates where you go and you get your money and then you pay the money back when you get paid hence payday loan um, and these are the worst types of loans that people seem to I mean they are terrible as they are but if you find out your partner is going to a payday lender to get their to get money that that just that, yeah. the research shows you start feeling different about them yeah. I, I didn't even know payday loans existed until and you now. know what the crazy thing is they're paying like 22 percent interest right more Ridiculous. at the end when it compounds it's actually in the 400 yeah. percent imagine a hundred dollars can balloon to four hundred dollars yeah. with all the fees and the interest on these types of loans they they yeah. really do target uh the most vulnerable type of types of people who are at their edge um that have nowhere else to go and then they go to a payday lender to get the we money. need to take a break but when we come back on the dating and relationship show we're going to get into how to talk to your partner about debt stay with us You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Laura here from the Dating and Relationship Show. You're tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Joining me today is Dr. Claudia McKilla, as well as finance expert Rubina Ahmed Hawk. We're talking about money and relationships, pretty much. So, Rubina, how do you talk to your partner about debt? Well, it depends, this is a tough one. If it's your debt, I think it's your responsibility at one point. You know the natural time in your relationship to say, um, I need to talk to you about the fact that I'm carrying $100,000 okay, in Okay, so you loan. should you, you, you should, should responsibility voluntarily reveal this information. If you feel that your money is now affecting them, um, so that could be like those things that we just talked about, you're moving in together, you're getting married, or even if you're just starting to do things as a couple, like go on vacation together or do things that your money matters now to them. Because if you're not financially stable, then you can't do things as a couple that the other wants to do and they may not understand why. So just make it clear that, you know, you have a lot of debt. Explain what it is, whether it's student debt, if it's bad debt, like credit card debt, maybe this is the time to fess up and maybe take some control of it so that you can be just a better partner. I mean, carrying a lot of credit card debt is not a good thing, whether you're in a relationship or not. Right. 
So I agree. I would say it's okay, but how do we have that talk with our partner? I and I would say don't do it over alcohol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do anything over alcohol. <laughs> it's never a good alcohol. Especially if you're an angry yeah, drunk. Yeah. yeah. Just don't do what it do or you your mean? partner is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why didn't you tell me? Well, I mean, how did, how did you talk did you ever talk to your husband about money before you got I married? I think we always just understood. Well, they were teenagers yeah, we when were they young. Met. We had no they money. We didn't have any money. Which then. was the issue you to have begin none? with. I have none. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we both had no money, so we had a goal though. Like I, I think in any relationship setting goals is key and finances have to are also considered a goal so whether you have a lot of money you have a little money you have to decide what you're going to do with your money how much you're saving every month how much are, where are you putting your money like towards something else towards mm-hmm. a family purchase an individual purchase like you know having no money as a young person I wasn't going to go out and spend three thousand dollars on a purse I wasn't in the budget right and it may not be in the budget now or so it, it's just you have to be because you'd I think, rather honesty. spend it on your children right yeah yes. that's the point that we're at but smart shopping not everybody thinks like that right so just being exactly. honest and I think that the values thing is huge, right? So um, if you are the kind of person that wants to buy a big house in the suburbs and that's what you aspire, but then your partner wants to live in a condo downtown, even those things where you spend your money, because those two purchases might be exactly the same, uh, but one gives you a different lifestyle compared to the other. And so you want to have those conversations because you, know, you may... But how do you have the conversation? Again, it's really, you know, we have to use our intuition. We have to think about, okay, is this relationship now heading towards a a point where we might be putting our lives together permanently? And uh, before we do that, say, you know, I love you so much. And I think that we need, I I want to talk about my money goals and my debt and my salary. (laughs) Make sure you get in the, sneak in the, I love you so much. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So rather than saying, why don't you, I love you so much. Why don't you tell me how much you make? And I think it's a half sex first and then tell them. Fine. Yeah. Whatever works for you. Right, <laughs> I get, but it's important, I think, to tell them right sooner than later because I think you want to start the relationship off on a on a happy note, right? Rather than not telling them, and then they're going to think that you lied to them, and then they're going to think, well, what else are you lying about? And I think, you know, when you meet someone, we do all our sort of digging, like we'll Google them, we'll Mm -hmm. go on their Instagram page, we'll go on their, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we get this false idea. You might, from their social media, think they're rolling in the dough. Right. Because they're obviously putting their best pictures up there. They're showing their best self. So you have to kind of be a little bit critical as to what they're uh, presenting to you and ask hard questions. I mean, this is um, about your relationship. It's about your future. And you don't want to end up with somebody that doesn't share the same money values and especially someone who spends freely and might put you in a really difficult financial situation. The other thing is too, it just also depends. Like if you're starting a new relationship and you know what the person does for a living, generally you know how much money that person Absolutely. Like, I mean, yeah. if it's gonna if you're dating a Bay Street lawyer who's been practicing for twenty years, you're okay. But you don't have an indication of how much how in but, debt they right, are. But you wait, have no idea. You're right, because but that was my that was the point. So if the person you're dating is you know is making an average salary, but they're wearing a Rolex and they're you know driving a Maserati, well, you know that they're in debt. Is it okay to ask? So let's say they are divorced now, and now you're with them. Yeah. Is it okay to ask how much they're paying their spouse in alimony? 
I think if you're moving in together, absolutely. Yay, I think that if you're getting good. married, absolutely, because that <laughs> matters, right? right? And I know a lot of women who are a, uh, the second wife and how much it bothers them that X amount them. of money goes to, but that's that that's that person's responsibility. When they decided to get married to that person and have children with them, they also decided that they were going to financially support them uh, for as, as much as they needed. So uh, you can't have a comment on that relationship, but you can have the information sh- to know exactly what your financial situation is going to look like. But you can't say you're paying her too much or I, I wish you didn't have to pay as much. That's not your that's not your business. Right. It's not? No. Because well, that's I a decision that's been that. made. You <laughs> because in my last relationship, I I did that. And you know what? He actually went to see a lawyer and figured out that he didn't really have to pay her anymore because she actually owed him a bunch of money. So he put it out on the table and said, listen, you either pay me or... Uh, I'm going to stop paying you. And so she didn't want to pay him. So so he stopped paying her. And so it worked out. Okay. So I think in that so situation... sometimes you need you, to meddle a little bit. But I, I, there's one thing to say, you're paying too much and there's an actual point for it. But then there's another thing to say, I just feel like you're paying too much because that is that that is none of your business. Yeah. And I think finances I think, are a sticky topic to begin with, yes. right? Nobody, and some people are being taken advantage of, right? Yeah. So like, yeah. you can step in and change things up a little bit why not I mean that's my personality that's what I do (laughs) okay so let's say you discover that your partner has debt you naturally want to know their other basic financial information so when is it appropriate to ask about your partner's credit score their salary their savings and all that I think when you have that conversation about debt and salary, I mean, it's something that should be ongoing. I mean, as you're discovering about things that they like, like what foods they like and where they like to go out at night and where they like to vacation, you can be asking those questions as well. I mean, the credit score question, I don't know, I would really be interested in knowing exactly what their credit score is, uh, but you definitely would know anyways if you applied for a mortgage with them, what their credit score was. But, you know, you like, like Claudia was saying, you can get a lot of information just by knowing what their career is, where they work, where they went to university that all that kind of stuff helps you build a good picture of who they are we're chatting about how finances play into relationships here on the dating and relationship show stay with us now back to the dating and relationship show with laura bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on global news radio 640 toronto You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Sitting in with me is Dr. Claudia McKilla from the Center for Rehabilitation and Health, or Health and Rehabilitation, I always say that wrong. And Global News personal finance expert is here, Rubina Ahmed-Hawk. Hi, everybody. And we're talking money and how finances play into relationships. So I want to know about uh, helping your partner who is struggling with their spending. How can we do that? Um, if you know, there's always one person in the relationship who is more frugal and the one who's the sort of more free spender. I mean, there's different levels of it, but definitely I think that when you're in a relationship, one person can probably teach the other a little bit. Um, you can do that by setting, you know, the basic stuff, setting up a plan, letting them know how saving every time you get paid is the best way to consistently build your wealth, not trying to, you know, I talk about this at RRSP time where people try to save a whole bunch of money into their RRSP in February before the deadline, whereas the better thing 
to do is just be putting money away every single month. So that same kind of attitude when it comes to saving for anything. Every every time you get paid, you put a little bit of way. Um, and making sure that things are up to date, that your bills aren't late, that your, you know, your your mortgage, if you can, making lump sum payments, like these things, you can easily sort of talk in a relationship about how they're so important. Um, and really trying to get people to look at value. So are you spending money because you know, a friend invited you out and you feel obligated to go and all of a sudden you spend a hundred bucks that you didn't want to spend? Or are you going because you actually get value out of it and that money that you're spending is going to make you happy? Because that's the problem is a lot of us are spending money on stuff that doesn't even make us happy. So as we get older, I believe we start to get a little bit more picky. Like I know I won't say yes to a invitation if I have no interest in being there because I don't want to spend the money. I don't want to spend money spending time with that person, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And should you help your partner pay off their debt? So... I really believe that um, if you are getting married uh, or you're moving in together, so you're going to be common law, you essentially will be married, that if you can help your partner pay off debt like student debt, it's a good idea. And the reason I say that, a lot of people push back on that, but the reason I say that is that until their debt is paid off, it affects your finances. So if you've got, and I know that when I got married, my husband, I think it was five or $6,000 in student debt that I had, he paid it off. But that meant that I immediately, my salary, more of it could go towards our household and that was the attitude so i kind of take it from my own personal what about experience. if you're just dating the person no i wouldn't like why well it depends though if you're in a if you're in a good financial position or situation like you're making lots of money and or you know money's been handed down to you why not why not help a person i guess out? so i mean but i don't really think that that builds your relationship that just makes the other person feel like they're being taken care of i mean if you're paying the and debt if that out, works right like if that works yeah, if you I guess like so, yeah. yeah like I, I kind of go both ways there because I feel like if you like feeling like you're being taken care of and the other person wants to take care of you because they can financially, great. But if you're both in debt and one of you has a lot of debt and it's not valuable debt, like a mortgage is a valuable debt, right? Of course, yeah. So like if you're contributing to paying down a mortgage, I think that's a great idea because at the end of the day, you're both living in the house. Especially if, you're, if your partner's really stressed all the time, why not help them out? It'll help. So the difference between paying debt down just to sort of help them feel less stress is that person then feels they owe you something, right? I mean, we're just human beings. So if I pay your debt off just because I'm in love with you and I say, okay, Laura, we're dating and I'm going to pay your $5,000 credit card debt off. It's like you owe me something. But if we're moving in together, yeah, that's fine. We're merging I'll make our- you dinner every night. <laughs> we're merging our lives together. So there's not that feeling. It's more like we're doing this for the greater good of our relationship. That's the, I just, I more think about the dynamics of how that would work. Okay. And when do you know, uh, when is it time to consider walking away? Like, what are the big deal breakers here? I mean, if it's affecting your career and your uh, ability to build wealth, if it's important to you, if that person, um, even if you love them, but if you feel like 10, 15 years down the road, we're still going to be struggling and I don't want to be struggling. I want my kids to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, if you have no major things that connect you, like a mortgage or kids, sometimes people have chosen to walk away. I don't think that there's anything wrong, especially as women, to take care of ourselves and say that, you know, this relationship doesn't work because I don't want to be the sole breadwinner and, and you're still deciding what you want to do with your life and going into credit card debt. Yeah, that's stressful. Yeah. And you said something really valuable, building wealth. I think that that should be everybody's goal in life because mm-hmm. as you get older, your your health needs might change and we're living in a, in a, in a society where we don't know what is going to if we're going to have the options of being taken care of as an elderly person. So building wealth in is part of a relationship. 
right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Right. And it's like it's like fitness, right? You build it. It's not like you just go to the gym for six months and all of a sudden you're the healthiest right. person. It's usually when you meet people who look great in their fifties and sixties, it's because they have for a lifetime always kept themselves active. It doesn't mean they went hard at the gym every day. It just meant that they consistently kept their body moving. And it's the same thing when you meet people who have been able to build wealth and they're in their forties or fifties. You're like, how'd you do that? It's because from a very early age, they just started putting money away. They started investing early. Right. And do you experience that, um, in your experience, do men and women accept or handle that differently? Um, so when we're young, we tend to have very similar attitudes towards debt. Uh, you know, getting into debt seems easier when you're in your 20s. And because we might not have that sort of uh, that intelligence about finances. Uh, but as we get older, um, it does seem that you know, when, not necessarily debt, but men seem to still be risk more risk takers. They'll be more willing to take on a risky investment. They're more willing to open a business with some money that they borrowed. Um, and women tend to not. But I think that I don't really like saying that because I feel like that just puts us into boxes. I think that there's a lot of women that are really aggressive and they're willing to take risks and they're savvy business women and um, a lot of men who are very conservative and don't want to ever take any risk on money. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. We're talking about how finances play into relationships on the Dating and Relationship Show. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We're talking finances here on the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. Sitting in here today is Dr. Claudia Michela, as well as Global News personal finance expert, Rubina Ahmed-Hawk. Rubina, what builds a solid financial relationship? From the beginning to have that sort of honest communication, because just like anything else, whether we've talked a little bit about fitness, whether it's about your friendships, whether it's about wealth, uh, you have to sort of do it bit by bit. You can't all of a sudden build a good relationship, whether it's financially with your partner or romantically overnight. It's something that happens, you know, you consistently do things that help you understand your finances better. You consistently, when you think about the romantic side, you consistently do things that remind you that that person is reminded that you love and care about them. It's it's something that you just have to always kind of have top of mind where whenever there's an opportunity to talk about your financial situation, do it. Whenever there's a natural way to bring up a, a, an uncomfortable topic, do it. And that's going to help you just have a better understanding of how finances, how they feel about their financial situation and how you guys relate with each other. Because it's the same, you know, like we were talking about fitness and, and money and relationships. It takes just takes time. It's not something that you can all of a and the day before you get married say okay so I'm in a lot of debt <laughs> and I uh, just want to let you know because it's it's it, you know if you're in a lot of debt you, you want to ease them into it and let them know over time okay so your partner just disclosed that they have a lot of debt you're accepting of this you want to work through it so how do you start an action plan to eliminate the debt I I well <laughs> I mean that's it right you need eliminate him no I'm kidding yeah. <laughs> an action plan I'm kidding I'm what's kidding. this action plan look like so if it's their debt no, the you're first not gonna eliminate no them. no, no, no. You, so let's say we're staying positive <laughs> right we're okay. accepting of them Claudia. or maybe foolish maybe foolish I'm cheap yeah. so I don't want to have yeah. debt <laughs> I'm the same way like I'm like I'm actually quite proud to say that I'm cheap like I don't yeah. really like to spend money on things like for an example last week but then we do you notice my new hair color yes okay so I spent you did it yourself no of course not I went to the salon that someone recommended and when the bill came I didn't realize how expensive it was to get my hair dyed and I almost threw up when she told me the 
cost of it. Because I had sort of had an idea in my mind, but they just, you know, they toned in, they put some weird thing on it and they had to put extra something because my hair was really dark. And I'm like, oh my God. So I was in a really bad mood because I was angry at myself that I didn't clearly understand how much it was going to cost. And I don't know, maybe I would have gone through with it still, but at least you I would have been prepared. Yeah. Right. right. Okay, like, I'm never going back. Do you think Anyways. that there's a double okay, do you think that there's a double standard <laughs> when it comes to men and women? Because it's okay for a woman to be cheap, but what if a guy's really cheap? Well, okay, so because that's a turn off. So for I think me, that we totally. should. Okay, so I think I want to take like that, that word cheap back. I like frugal. Okay, I like people frugal. who are smart with their money, and I actually really am turned on by guys who are know, smart with but, money. But wait a sec, cheap, frugal—it's the same thing. No, cheap is someone who you know when the bill comes, they sort of do the lean back. That's cheap. Cheap is where you don't buy water and you make and you ask for a cut. Like that's cheap to me. Like. <laughs> Buy the bottle of water. No, because right? sometimes people don't want to drink out of plastic. Claudia. Yeah, true. But what if it's like at a restaurant and it's like the nice glass bottle, but you want tap water because you don't want to spend the 10 bucks. That's cheap. Sure. <laughs> I mean, everyone's everyone's sort of attitude about what's cheap and what's not is different. But I think cheap is when you don't carry your weight, basically. Right. right. So if if um if I go with somebody for dinner and they order twice as much as I do and they have more expensive wine and I only have tap water and they say, hey, let's split the bill. You're being cheap because you spent a lot more money. If the the idea was that we would pay for each other, like ourselves, then unless I said I want to take you up for dinner and you just order whatever mm-hmm. you like, then that's different. Um, so being frugal is more like if Laura says, hey, let's go to canoe for dinner. I'm like, no, Laura, let's go to this pub that has happy hour. That's being frugal because right. we're still going to be able to spend time together, but we won't be spending as much money. Okay, now let's get back to our action plan. So right. what are some details that you need to think about regarding debt when you the two of you create a financial plan so you have to kind of get your big number together so if that if your partner is the one that's in all the debt you have to really ask them how much credit card debt line of credit debt student line of everything right so what if say that number is twenty five thousand dollars right equifax just came out with a report that says the average canadian's carrying about uh, $26,000, $27,000 in household debt. That's minus mortgage. So that's credit card and line of credit debt. Right. So you take that number and then you figure out with your salaries, if you are going to be helping them out, how much can you actually afford to put towards that debt every month? And then just come up with that plan. Say, okay, we can put $500 away on, on this debt every month. And you just come up with a plan that, you know, it's going to take us four years to do it. If you can consolidate the high interest stuff. So if you got credit card debt, maybe borrowing from the line of credit to pay the credit card off. The only thing that I, I I urge people to really be cognizant of is that when you borrow money from the line of credit to pay off the credit card, that's not open season to go spend on the credit card again. Because right. you feel like, oh, look, cut that <laughs> card up. Yeah, cut, I mean, you really, you're really just moving debt around. You're just making it easier for yourself. So make sure that you pay that line of credit off. Um, and you shouldn't be using your credit card unless you can pay it off at the end of the month anyways. But yeah, and stay away from Starbucks. Yeah. Okay. Like six dollars every time for you get a, a drink. Coffee. Like for a coffee. Like it's go like, to Tim Hortons. Yeah. Canadian. Yeah. Well, especially well, kind of if now. you order a caramel macchiato half sweet. Oh my god! It's like my, every time I get myself with a co- lact- decaf coconut yes. milk latte with mocha drizzle, six dollars. Lactose free milk. But if now you we're enjoy getting into it, the seven dollar yeah. range. And that's my next point. Like I believe in experiences, right? So I think that we're all frugal based on what we really value. So for me, I, I there are certain things that I'll spend the money on because I value it. So if it's an experience, if it's an opportunity to be with my family and my kids and my husband, I don't I don't care to spend the money, but I'm not going to spend the money on a top that I know I can get next week half price. Yeah. And I, I know you're a big fan of budgets. 
but we'll talk about that. I'm not a huge fan of budget meals. You're not? No, no. Okay, I thought you were. Well, we'll talk about that when you we come back. <laughs> we're also going to talk about some fun activities that couples can do without breaking the bank. So okay. stay with us. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We're talking money today on the Dating and Relationship Show and how it affects relationships and how to build a solid financial relationship with Rabina Ahmed Hawk. She's a Global News personal finance expert. And Dr. Claudia McKella is also here sitting in with us today. That's a great show. Okay, so I thought you were a big fan of budgets, but I guess you're not. It doesn't matter though. So how do you work <laughs> that out with your partner, a budget? Well, okay, so my attitude about budgets is that it's just like when you're trying to count calories, it just really stresses people out. So I always say that you should, when you get paid, uh, I'm going to answer your question more fully, but, but this is the way I sort of manage my, my own money is when you get paid, you pay yourself. So you put money in your retirement savings and you put money in your emergency fund if it hasn't been already fully funded. And a fully funded emergency fund is at least three months of expenses. So if the bottom fell out, you could still survive for three months without without having to go to any kind of credit line or anything to get money. Um, then you pay your bills, so all your you know utilities, mortgage, everything, and then whatever is left is your fun money. So I know that, that sometimes might, people might get to that and say, there's nothing left at the end. There's no money left at the end. So then you really do, for a short period of time, have to budget so that you can figure out uh, where you're spending too much, where you can cut back. And the best way to do that is to, for a month, or even two or three months, write down every time you spend something. Oh, come I know. on. That's the best way. We don't have, there's no time in a day to do that. Well, that's the best way. And it's just really... like when you want to lose weight, you've got to start writing down what you eat so you can be like, oh, oh yeah, so the chocolate cake every two o'clock <laughs> so, in the afternoon so is what's my problem. I've, I've never worked with budgets. I Do you have to be like really organized yeah budget, budget budgets are for nerds man like okay. I, mean, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean people who are really into it and i mean it in a complimentary way i mean in a complimentary show oh they budget God. everything you i know, can't it, do that i can't like i can understand. i intuitively know what i'm gonna spend and where to spend it sorry to interrupt yeah. i intuitively like i'm like okay well i'm not gonna like eat at canoe every day so i don't know i think intuitively we know generally if you don't have a issue with your spending as long as you are consistently saving your money right. and as long as at the end you still have some money for the fund, then you know you're doing it right. It's when you're saving, paying bills and you have nothing left at the end. Then you've got to say, okay, am I saving too much? Um, should I be living in a cheaper home? Should I be more energy efficient? Am I grocery shopping at the wrong place? I mean, if you're grocery shopping at the high-end grocery stores and that's why you have no money left over at the end of the month, then maybe you need to start shopping somewhere that's a little bit more effective right you should be energy efficient anyways yeah claudia i can just see you as a type of person where your kids leave the lights on and you're just walking around behind them turning it's, everything yeah, off it's right? like i because because for many reasons <laughs> and it's you know not necessarily about the finances no. but it's because once again it's about creating order and teaching them values like yeah. why are we burning why are we watching the money fly like you know it's like having your the pool don't keep the heater on at 90 if we're not going to be in it for a oh, yeah, week. Yeah, I just turned it down to 75 this morning. Right, because it's like I'm watching the money days. just fly out of the pool. There so. you go. <laughs> okay, so according to ChimeBank.com, 70% of millennials think that effectively tackling debt together can lead to a healthier relationship. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I mean, health uh, attacking finances together, period, will lead because you'll build that understanding mm -hmm. of what their values are. You'll be able to... Um, 
you will be able to uh, compromise whenever, you know, things that maybe you wouldn't have been aware of unless you had those conversations. So if you are uh, in a relationship and you know that you want to move it forward to a more, you know, where you're merging your finances together, tackling those issues together is a really good idea. I mean, if you're going to, if you need a car, for example, and neither of you own a car, why don't you sit down together and figure out together how you're going to afford that car rather than one person figuring it out and then you always just, you know, chipping in here and there. Figure it out together how you're going to make it work. Okay, let's talk about some fun activities that we can do with our partner that is not going to break the bank. (laughs) Claudia, she's taking selfies right now. Okay, okay, pay attention here. (laughs) I am, I'm listening. (laughs) I'm curious, what can we do that's not going to break the bank? There are so many things we can do. One of my favorites is grabbing a gelato, because I love gelato. mm. My favorite is chocolate and limoni. You guys Mm. have a favorite? um, My favorite is vanilla. Gelato? Yeah. What? Yeah. Or pistachio. How about stracciatella? Yeah, that's good too. <laughs> I, I like, uh, I, this is terrible. I like, you know, the one with all the nuts in it, like Rocky Road. Oh, and, I like, and cream. Yeah, I like the something? one where you have ice cream and you get a little crunch. Uh, yeah. I'm a big crunch girl. Like, okay, then you're not a gelato yeah. fan. All right. Yeah. So grab an ice cream, take a walk downtown, go to an art gallery, go to a museum. You might want to um, just go for a cocktail, grab an appetizer, mm-hmm. go to the beach, right? Yep. Like. And plan. Any other suggestions, guys? Go to for a bike ride if the weather's nice. Sure, the day, right. right. Free. A fun yeah. activity, a hike. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't suggest going on a hike with someone you don't know because it could strangle you in the woods. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger. I think like that. When you're a woman, you think right? like you that. Th- absolutely. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so if you're in a relationship, you can. I think the best thing to do is to plan your big trip. So summer's coming up. Everybody wants to do something with their family. So just go and book it. So if you've got it booked that you're going to be away at a cottage in July for a week, it's paid for, it's done, you're a little bit more sensible about the stuff that's on the bookends, right? Because when the kids are like, I want to do this, and you know it's going to cost $300, you're saying, guys, we're going to a great cottage in a couple of weeks. Let's do something a little bit more, you know, economical and the kids don't get disappointed that way and you don't feel disappointed because you're giving them that big holiday rather than just you know planning it as you go along uh i'm a big believer that if you're going to spend money book it pay for it and then you end up spending less on the other sides of it claudia i often Mm -hmm. see you and your family out in the trails on your bikes together that's like that's and what does that cost nothing Like Zippo. <laughs> Zippo. Uh, well, sometimes we have a, like, we always have a destination because that's how I convince them to come with me. And we ride our bike to, like, Chocolate Favoris, which is our new favorite place. We mm, get them an ice cream. You know, so we're kind of following the Laura trend to just get a gelato, get an ice cream, and then head back home. And we spent an hour and a half together and we feel amazed. Like, we're, we're happy. And yeah. my husband and I do it often too. Okay, so stressing about finances can often lead to cross wires and lots of arguments and fights and uh, stressful, right? But it can be stressful. So how can we combat money stress? By talking about it. Okay, communication is so important. Communication is so important. And communication is key to everything, especially in a relationship. And money is still one of the top reasons that relationships fail. If you find out that your, you know, your partner, it was lying about their debt or lying about their salary or lying about their spending habits, it can make you feel betrayed. It's it's, it's considered in some ways the same as having an affair. All of a sudden you realize, oh my gosh, you had all this debt that you never told me about. Oh my gosh, you had this mistress you never told me about. It can feel the same way. Um, And so it's really important to always just keep those lines of communication open. Rather than keep it a secret, just tell them now and get it over with. Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about dating and the pressures of dating and having money or not having money when we come back on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. 
You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we're back. You're tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto, the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight and each and every Sunday. Really appreciate you, all you listeners. Joining me today is Dr. Claudia McKella from the Center for Health and Rehabilitation and Global News personal finance expert, Robina Ahmed Hawk. Hi. She's a regular here and we always enjoy having you. You always give us so much great information. Thanks. Let's talk about how to manage if one partner likes to spend more money than you do um okay so if you're the big spender and then the person that you're with is the one who's more frugal and this is especially true if one person has a lot more money it's your responsibility to meet the other person halfway because you are putting them out by asking them to spend money that they're not comfortable spending well you shouldn't ask people to spend money on you but if one person makes more money than the other person and they want to gift you things i don't think there's anything wrong with that sorry no, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with giving gifts. It's more the day-to-day stuff. So when you first start dating somebody, so say that person makes a six-figure salary and you don't, and they're suggesting things that you do together that are out of their budget. they, they might, can pay for it. They might feel uncomfortable because they don't have the ability to pay for it. They don't want to just be a freeloader and just say, okay, I'll come with you. So you just have to be, I think, aware of the other person's feelings just because you can afford to do it for them. You also have to be aware of how that's making that other person. That right. would make me feel really good. I mean, yeah, and on an individual <laughs> basis, I think it's fine. But generally speaking, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, if I have, if I, it's like I, if I have, if I have the money and I'm asking someone out, um, and I know they can't afford it, either I say right off the top, I'm going to pay for yeah. everything. And then they can decide if they want to go along for the ride or not. Yeah. Right? Well, well, I've been in relationships where you, the person's had more money than I have, uh, than I have, and I've had that talk with them. I was like, listen, like you want to go to eat every single day or every single night. I can't do that financially. So if you want to do that, then you're going to have to fork the bill, fork yeah. out some more money. You know, yeah. Or we have bill. to pick places that we can, I can afford. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that if you're the person who has less money, then it's still your responsibility to give back in other ways. I mean, you can still do things that are um, less expensive, like making them dinner or just showing them appreciation in other ways. Buying them Uh, little things. Yeah. Showing them that you care about them. And in a perfect world, right, somebody, you know, in a relationship, one person who has more money than the other, the one who has less money can maybe teach the other person, uh, you know, how to enjoy the little things in life, like a quiet dinner at home as opposed to like a big wild dinner at a fancy restaurant. Like, and then the person with more money can actually teach the other person. It's nice once in a while to spoil yourself to a nice dinner or a day at the spa. So I think if in the real world, that would be ideal. You could teach each other something about spending and not spending yeah. and knowing where to put it. It's like with anything. If you meet somebody who is, you know, really good at baking and then they can teach you a little bit about baking. Right. I mean, it's kind of like you sort of teach the best of you to them and they teach the best yes. of them so to you. So you're giving back in a different mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about dating now. Where can you meet people if you don't have a lot of money to blow on dating or going out? Anybody have any... Uh... Answers. I'm out of the dating should scene I be? for so I, th- long. I mean, I've been, yeah, I haven't online dated in a long time. Free. <laughs> Everybody, online dating is free. Yeah. Dating apps. Well, well, you, yeah, not all of them, but you can use free dating apps if you want. They're yeah, not the best. I mean, I'm, I like, I remember online dating. This is going back like 
20 20. years and I wasn't a huge that's when online dating pretty much started I think it's like lava life (laughs) the birth of online date don't tell everybody our age (laughs) (laughs) so um, I'm a big believer like you volunteer in places that you enjoy doing things so whether it's volunteering for a cause because then you're going to meet like-minded people like things people who like things that you like I totally agree with that that was a good one ding 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 good Uh, answer thank you very much there's such thing as uh, meetup groups as well meetup groups are great get out there it's like finding a job honestly I drove around downtown today because it was a beautiful day and I honestly think that just walking around at at a lunch hour just enjoying like a coffee and an outside patio you would be surprised how many people you would get picked up by or you would encounter they could potentially be a, a, a relationship Talk going to, to bars, going to Yay. yes, going to bars, going to restaurants, putting yourself out there, talking to people, going to trade shows, mm-hmm. and through friends. Yeah, you know, if you don't ask, then they're not going to set you up. So yeah. all your friends should know that you're single and looking. Yep, I guess so. Yeah, I have a friend who's a little bit aggressive with that, constantly telling people she's single and looking, and it's becoming a thing. <laughs> okay, well, like now she like, knows. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to be annoying about it. I didn't. I mean, yeah, yeah like it's almost like okay, we get it. Yeah, we'll so, set you up. When okay, the now time how is right. about those guys? Because I get this question a lot. I'm a matchmaker, and I set people up on dates. And obviously, usually the women are expecting the men to pay. Not mm-hmm. always, though. So, what about those guys that feel like they want they want to date a lot, but they still feel that pressure? Right? They feel that pressure of having to spend a lot of money. How can they handle dating with a small budget? choose things that cost yeah. less money yeah. like don't take them out for dinner and with wine and dessert and all you know choose things take them to a movie and don't take do them that to- yeah don't do that taking them to an ex- and don't right go, don't take them to an expensive restaurant off the get-go expecting no. to get sex out of them yeah. well, it doesn't yeah, normally yeah. work <laughs> again a left turn laura <laughs> Let's do the next show spend six dollars on yeah. a cafe macchiato yeah. chocolate sprinkly thing yeah and see if you like them. Or find an, an activity that you can both enjoy. But you're right. Just go for a cocktail. Go for a drink. Yeah. Go to... So the, how about but Cheap Tuesday, uh, Movie Tuesday? I don't know not? about that. Yeah. No, Movies, you can't talk, though, during a movie. Yeah, that's true. No, I know. But that's not the first date. Oh. Maybe the second, second third, third date. So don't take your date to Cheap Tuesday movie whatever deal. Do they? No. I don't even think they have that anymore. Yeah, they, yeah, do. they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do. They imagine cinemas do. Oh, yeah, that's I when I take there. my kids. <laughs> we have time for one more question, Marvina. What is a healthy attitude to have towards debt? Uh, that you shouldn't carry too much bad debt. Um, you know, you always know that your credit card is a tool, not a resource. So if you put something on the credit card, the money should already be in the bank that you can pay the money off with. I often go in halfway through the month and just pay my credit card off because I just don't like to get huge bills and so that's the best attitude because you don't want to carry wads of cash around so that's the best way to deal with it when you do get a mortgage make sure you're stress testing not just the stress test that the bank does but can you afford to pay that mortgage three four percentage points higher than the interest rate that they're offering you and can you afford if like the roof was to leak the air conditioning goes there's an unexpected emergency Mm. in your family one more quick question what if you have a partner that likes to spend all your money do you (laughs) give them access to the joint account or not? Um, if they want to spend all your money, I'd say well, they, absolutely they, they have not. a spending problem. They have a spending problem and they spend a lot of, of the money. Do you, do you actually kick them out and not give them access anymore? Well, maybe you have a very strict joint account where those that money is simply for the bills. And then if they want to spend on things that are what you might consider frivolous, then they spend it with their own money. Um, and so then they're responsible for coming up with it.
Thank you so much. That's all the time we have for today. I think this is a hugely important topic to discuss when it comes to relationships. You guys agree? Absolutely. Finances can make or break a relationship or whatever your situation. It's important to know how you can take control of your finances or support a partner taking control of theirs. Thank you guys. Rubina, how can people get a hold of you? Uh, Well, you can listen to me on Global News Radio um, whenever I'm on. And also you can come to my website, alwayssavemoney.com. Claudia. Just find me on social media, at on Instagram, at Claudia Macchiella. What if they want their back cracked? Oh, just come and visit me in my office. Look me up at <laughs> www.chrehab.ca. And for myself, you can check out my website, singleinthecity.ca, for matchmaking, date coaching, singles events, all sorts of things. It's endless. If you're and single. always a good laugh. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean a good, a good laugh? laugh. You're, you're very funny. I love okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I thought, like... It's no. funny being single. It's not. Oh, no, All right. no, no. And uh, you can check me out on Instagram, Laura underscore Bellotta. You can also check out the Dating and Relationship Show on Instagram or on Facebook, the Dating and Relationship Show. Thanks, everybody. Ciao for now.